0: Great. Thank you so much. Um, thanks everyone for the opportunity to do this service. I'm really grateful to be here. Um, so I always just like to start out by asking my higher power to, to use me and just to speak to whoever maybe needs to hear a message. Um, and I like to share just kind of the way the big book outlines it with what it was like, what happened and what life's like now. Um, so I, Don't know exactly when I went from being a compulsive eater to a chronic compulsive eater. Um, I know that as a kid, I definitely enjoyed food. Um, a lot of my memories are around certain often holidays and, um, certain foods that I enjoyed eating. Um, but I don't really remember having like really distinct, like excessive cravings or behavior around food. Um, I did grow up in an alcoholic home. There was, you know, lots of chaos and I have definitely, um, sought 12 step help for those things, but I don't, I don't believe that that's contributed to me being a compulsive eater. Um, so I think my, my like chronic compulsive eating tendencies showed up when I was, um, like in middle school. And that was when I started to become really uncomfortable in my body. And I, um, really wanted to fit in. I didn't feel comfortable around people or kids and things like that. Um, so I started obsessing. I remember standing in front of the mirror and like, not thinking my torso was long enough, like this other girl in school and, and just, um, you know, really like crying and just being so convinced that I I just wished my body would be different. Um, and I started exercising as like a healthy thing that my parents encouraged and started to, to lose weight and get attention. And that might've been when I started to get some ease and comfort from that also, um, just that feeling that, oh, someone told me I'd lost my baby fat. So that must mean that's a good thing. And so, um, you know, my obsession around my body started, you know, earlier in life in that regard, um, my lifestyle changed and I, um, was eating different foods and not as active. And so my body changed. And I also around that time, started to have what I called were really dark thoughts. It felt like a dark cloud kind of hovering over my mind. And so that was when I also started going to a lot of therapy to try to treat what felt like was wrong with me. Um, And so for the next um, few years, I just really became very obsessed with my body and weight, but also trying to fix my kind of depressive tendencies. Um, not necessarily with food or not necessarily thinking the two were related, but they just were co-occurring for me. Um, I moved back and forth between parents and, you know, so to a certain extent, I think I kind of was trying to do the geographic cure, like trying to find happy somewhere because I didn't feel it in myself. Um, I just felt dark and sad a lot. And with, food. I would eat. Um, I would, I started skipping meals in the mornings and then overeating in the evenings and, um, and like cooking more food for myself and just really not feeling like I could control it, but not knowing what to do. And my parents didn't really say much about it. So it, it was just kind of like this. I didn't feel out of control, but I also didn't like what was happening in my body. Um, so I did end up starting to binge and purge in high school and, that really became my way of life for the next two decades. Um, Maybe even two and a half. I I honestly just don't really try to count numbers um, anymore, but basically, um, you know, that was my life outside of food became very small. And um, I became really good friends with another girl who had um, more anorexic tendencies. And I remember always being, so jealous that she could control. Cause I just couldn't do that. Um, for me, it was very much like, I'm just going to give in and have whatever I want and then get rid of it. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to manage my body and I also just wanted to manage how I felt because for some reason, you know, making myself get sick, gave me a sense of relief that just overeating didn't Um, and I see that more now than I did then, but, you know, I just was really unwell. Um, my, I did finally tell my, my mom about my bulimia and, and tried to get some help. And, um, I was taken to a therapist. They put me on an antidepressant and I, I continued to binge and purge. So I don't know that that, that wasn't the right human aided solution for me, (laughs) um, And I did try a lot of medications. I also went through a period where I, um, kind of, I mean, I guess I do qualify for, um, ADD, but I I knew that medicine for that reduced appetite. So I, I made a way to get a prescription for that. Um, I would not take certain antidepressants because I knew that they would make me overeat more. I thought they did, or, um, that they would make me gain weight. So everything was about my, my body and and food and, and just wanting to feel better. Um, it was very much about myself. And, um, so I ended up stopping medication because it didn't seem to be helping either way. Like I felt crazy either way. And I moved to where I currently live. Um, in 2013 and by 2014, I was feeling pretty crazy because I, I wanted to figure out what was wrong with me in every way. And so I proceeded to, um, I had some, a little bit of money, so I didn't actually work a full-time job. I was doing some part-time work, but otherwise I was isolating and trying to control and manage my eating. And, you know, I went through periods. I actually, I think I got a little underweight at that point. Um, but I, I felt crazy around food, but I still didn't know what it was. I, I knew I was bulimic, but, you know, I didn't really understand anything more than that. Um, and someone suggested a um, OA finally. I, I think I was at a financial place where I couldn't really afford any other attempts to either run or go buy certain foods that I thought were part of a plan that would fix it. I mean, I tried everything from, you know, shake diets to, pay and what is it? Pay and weigh or whatever it's called. I mean, I, I tried a lot of different things. Um, so I found my way into OA and I immediately got a sponsor and started, um, put together a meal plan and got abstinence and stayed that way for, um, a couple of months. And, um, we were working the steps and I just felt so unbearably uncomfortable in my skin. And, um, I just remember someone saying, you know, well, your higher power wants you to be happy. And I was enraged when she said that because I thought, yeah, I want that too, but don't you understand? I can't. Um, so I really just was very powerless over my, how I felt and my thoughts and and feelings. Um, but you know, my food was in order, I thought. So I ended up relapsing and, um, it turned out that I had a very rigid meal plan and that was definitely, I was under eating, not knowing that. Um, so, you know, I, I went to nutritionists, I tried a bunch of different things and continued to struggle with my, my eating and ended up taking a break from OA altogether. I really had gotten this sense that, um, maybe it was just like the devil or not good for me. Um, and then I got a phone call from someone at one point and thought, you know, I think I might actually need to go back. Like, I think this is higher power pulling me back in. So I really nervously started going to meetings again and, um, you know, started to feel a little bit more safe, um, in them and just started to hear more of the message of recovery. Um, I worked with a lot of different sponsors and a lot of different approaches. I tried, um, one that required a certain period of time that I was abstinent before I could share. Um, I tried big book meetings that also had a focus on a meal plan. Um, I went through a period where I, I was still going to program, but I, and I think I might've, no, I wasn't working with a sponsor and, um, I found the, the higher power, of my choice and, um, was very active in that religious community. And so I also thought that maybe just that was the right approach for me. Um, really wanted for my faith to be enough for my higher power to be enough and, um, had people pray over me felt like it was lifted for a little while and then it would always come back. Um, so it was really, uh, for me, my story so much is about me trying every single option in order to finally find the solution. So I, um, about, I guess it was about a year ago, I found myself at another place of surrender and I had tried to work the steps with, um, a more traditional approach again. And, um, my sponsor at the time, she was so wonderful. And she said, you know, I, I eaten compulsively and she said, well, let's, let's figure out why. And what came to mind was the big book talking about the fact that I basically compulsively eat because I'm a compulsive eater or the alcoholic drinks because they're, they have the, they're just chronic. That's what they do. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought, I'm not quite sure if this is going to be helpful, Um, but I didn't say anything because I really wanted to be willing. I've heard so much about being in self-will that I really wanted to just do whatever my higher power would have me do or be. And that if I trusted that, that it would, it would result in, you know, what I needed in terms of recovery. Um, And, and my sponsor basically said that in her quiet time, she felt like it was no longer a good fit and that she couldn't help me. Um, I also had a really hard time even just making decisions. Like I just felt paralyzed in life. And so that was, that was the first time I fully felt in surrender because I felt like, gosh, my higher power must trust me enough with food to have a sponsor say that they really wished me well and they couldn't help me. Um, it wasn't because I wasn't willing. So I, um, just continued to go to meetings and I sensed that my sponsor was going to send to me someone who was the right fit. And I actually got a call a couple of days later from a woman and um, she kind of terrified me. I heard a lot of clarity in her voice and uh, she shared a little bit of her experience. And I think that what stood out to me was that um, she sounded normal to me almost to the point where I was like, I don't even know how I could tell her the things I do with food or, um, you know, knowing that I would need to do an inventory and, and and share with her my secrets. I just, she sounded so darn normal. Um, but I really got this sense that this was the person that I was going to be working with. So I asked her to sponsor me and we worked the steps, um, directly out of the big book, um, over about a two and a half week period. And that was, and every time I would talk to her, I felt a little bit of like a lift of a lightness. And we would talk for like maybe 10 minutes every couple of days. I had reading assignments to do. Um, I've, you know, basically what she asked me to do, I did. And I, I knew that this must be my higher power because I'd been exposed to some of the meetings that are my home group meeting. And I wanted no part of them. They just I, I didn't like their style. I didn't, I didn't like them. Um, so naturally, of course, that's where I ended up, <laughs> but I heard this clarity and hope that I just was like this, I, I want what she has. Um, so we worked the steps. I, I really quickly got into, you know, my first amends and, um, and started doing, um, you know, 10, 11 and 12. And if you're new, that's basically, Um, going everywhere from admitting powerlessness to, you know, taking stock of where I'm kind of trying to run the show basically, and then asking my higher power to, to remove the things that get in the way so that I can help other people. Um, so I got into that really quickly and, you know, as a result, my food fell into place. Um, it it's crazy how it's worked. Um, I, as a a chronic variety, I can binge on carrots. And so for me, I I thought that it was about ingredients and I do find that there are certain foods that I don't feel I'm as effective when I eat. Um, But I am constantly being reminded that my old ideas about food and my body and my life I took them on really early in my life and I, and they're, they're old and they don't work for me. And so every day I basically surrender them to, to invite in new ideas and I don't know what they're going to be. And that's a little uncomfortable, but that's, that's just how recovery works. Um, so what happened is that basically I worked the steps and, and the big book, the promises are real. Like I, don't fight it anymore. If I have cravings or desires, I have a new solution. Um, and really some of the major miracles that have happened for me, you know, have been around food, but also just, I don't have the same, um, like malaise, you know, the big book talks about, um, the bedevilments and how, you know, being racked with depression and, and essentially depression and anxiety and, you know, morbid reflection and dark thoughts, and all, I mean, I thought that those were normal and natural and part of recovery. Um, I didn't know that that's actually part of the illness. That the, the real illness for me is in my mind, and so what I need is this treatment that that happens on a spiritual level, um, where I I basically ask my higher power to come in and and fix the things that I can't fix and that no other person has been able to. Um, you know, I tried hypnotherapy, I mean, everything, everything I could think of. Um, and so that's been a huge, um, gift. My anxiety is so much lower. Um, I don't have panic attacks anymore. Um, I definitely can, can err on the side of depressive tendencies and I do step work around it and I'm always open to, if my higher power, you know, um, thinks I need outside help, then I will seek that. Um, so it's really, about a daily, um, exercise in starting at step one and saying, I'm still powerless over compulsive eating and, um, food and my life is unmanageable by me. Um, and then asking my higher power to show up, um, and show me what I can do to be helpful to others. So what's helped me to stay in that place is, is really the 12th step. And that was what I think was missing from my, um, program up until this point, I really did not understand how. I mean, there's a whole chapter dedicated to it, and so it's it's not enough for my recovery to just call a couple people and say hi. Um, I and there's nothing wrong with that for people that it works for. Uh, I wish that that was all I needed to do, <laughs> but for me, um, I I have to be willing and available to be helpful to other compulsive eaters. Um, first and foremost, and, and that was something that actually, I just recently had an intuition about where I, I was, you know, kind of struggling with some of those blues again. And I got this sense that my higher power was saying, you're trying to help in all these other places, but the primary, your primary purpose is to help the compulsive eater. Um, I will take care of everything else. And so, you know, trusting that and relying on that is definitely, um, where where i find that i'm able to have the most peace and sanity um i i no longer i'm afraid of other people or situations um i i the big book tells me that i can go anywhere as long as i'm spiritually fit so there are just so many promises that can be had and that that i've experienced um just by being willing to to believe that there's something else greater than me that can restore me to sanity i don't have to know who that is what it is um And yet it's definitely, um, you know, coming to be real for me. So um, it looks like the time is up. So thank you so much for the opportunity to, to be helpful and be of service. And with that, I will pass.